Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's new podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And I'm Ian Kennedy. So welcome back. So today we are going to talk about driving. We're going to talk about the culture in the U.S., how you get your driver's license, and how it compares back here in Chile. So remember, if you get lost, go online, check out that audio guide and transcript. So Ian, you grew up in Missouri. Was it common when you turned 16 everyone went to get their license? Yeah, definitely. It's actually what you probably look forward to the most uh, when yeah, growing sure. up. <laughs> when you start to get a little bit older, you can, like when you're 15, you can get what's called a driver's permit. So you can practice driving a car, you can drive a car if you have someone with a license with you. So that's kind of the first taste of, of what it's like in Missouri in particular. And then, yeah, when you turn 16, it's very common, like maybe even on your exact birthday to go and take the driving test and immediately get your driver's license. So yeah, it was very common and probably the biggest like point of anticipation growing up actually. I agree. I think it's a milestone. I'm 29 and I still remember the day I got my license and I like drove to my friend's house and they were like, did you just drive that car here? And I was like, yes. Yeah. And it it was like this like amazing moment when you could drive. Exactly. Yeah. It is a big milestone. It's a big moment of pride, I think. And it's something like you said, I completely agree. It's something you really look forward to. Like I counted the days until my birthday that I could get my permit and then made sure that I'd get my license on the exact day that I was allowed to. It was like a big deal for everyone. Yeah, exactly. I have to ask, what was your first car? (laughs) My first car, I had a 1998 Honda Civic, used Honda Civic. It was a really great car. Uh, I remember spending a lot of summers too, saving up to be able to buy it. So that's another thing too, you spend a lot of time thinking about, okay, my first car, my first car. So I I spent a lot of time working before that to be able to get it. And when I finally got it, I was so proud. Got great gas mileage, was really safe. I was able to drive my friends around. So yeah, I felt super cool and super lucky. And when you started driving, did you have any bumps, any accidents when you you first got on the road? So when I first started, I I had no problems, nothing at all. And then embarrassingly enough, the only two accidents I had with that car were me backing up into my aunt's car in my driveway twice. So I was (laughs) able, yeah, twice, two different (laughs) times. So I was able to avoid it out on the roads, but I couldn't get out of my own driveway without having a little fender bender, a little bump. So. But in retrospect, it's great that you hit family because if you don't hit family, you have to go through insurance and you have to pay all these different fees. So if it's just your aunt, you can just kind of sure. deal with it internally. Sure. It was a little bit more, it was more chill that way. And uh, they made fun of me. But besides that, it wasn't too bad. Fair. Yeah, no, my first car was a gold Grand Am. It was a used car that we got. And I remember because I'm a girl I was upset that it was gold because I wanted a pretty color 
And I was like, really? Gold? Like, that's just, it feels like an old person's car. So I was upset, but I mean, I can't be that upset because my parents helped me pay for it, right? So can't be too ungrateful. And I think it was three weeks after I got the car, I totaled it. Oh no. It was a cheap car, so like totaling it, it was like you just bend the frame. So it wasn't like like completely ruined, but yeah, I was driving home from the gym, just like not paying attention and just like rear-ended someone. And because of that, we had to get a new car. We got the same car, but it was blue. So besides the accident, it ended up working out well because it was a very cool car. There you go, <laughs> nice. But it's funny because I have cousins now that are getting to that age and they're talking about their first car and nowadays kids are like, oh, I want this like this Jeep and this like, you know, convertible. And I'm like, don't get an expensive car because everyone I know has crashed their first car or at least banged it up. And you want a crappy car that you say you get in an accident, it's not gonna break the bank. Sure, you want a good starter car so you can practice those things. And yeah, I, I promise you my kids will not have expensive cars. <laughs> My boyfriend's sister just turned 16 and she's getting her dad's brand new Wrangler Jeep. Wow. Yeah, and it's, I was like, that is your first car? Like, I can't even afford that car as an adult. <laughs> yeah, right, 13 years later, something <laughs> like that, you can't even manage to afford it. So, wow, yeah, times have changed. Absolutely, and the difference too, compared to here is in the US, everyone, like in our generation, everyone learns on automatic. I mean, my parents know how to drive standard, but none of my friends know how to drive standard. Is that similar with you? Embarrassingly, I do not know how to drive <laughs> stick shift. My dad used to have a stick shift car, and when I was younger, he tried to teach me, but I just couldn't catch on. And I'm really regretting it now. I really wish I could drive stick because that's more common here in Chile. And so for that reason, I wish I knew. I'd say it kind of depends. I'd say most of my friends drive automatic. Most people I know drive automatic in the States. But yes, yeah, some people know how to drive stick, but I don't think it's the most common. What about in, uh, in Massachusetts? What's it like? It's the same. I think people who drive stick at our age are people who want to be different. Because like, it's very rare that someone has a, a standard car. Everyone drives automatic. That's the normal. But yeah, I know how to drive stick solely because my sister was one of those people who wanted a stick car and then I ended up buying the car from her, so I had to learn. So I didn't learn until I was in college, but I'm glad I did because I ended up liking it better than automatic. I think driving it, it can be really fun at times. Obviously it's annoying at times when you're in traffic in the city, but when you're just out on the roads and you're shifting back from three to four to fifth gear, it's pretty fun to like be like downshifting and upshifting but I'm glad too like you said I moved here and every time we rent a car it's stick you can get an automatic but it's like double or triple the price and for me teacher salary like to stay with the, <laughs> with the cheapest so we always drive standard and my boyfriend doesn't know how to drive standard because it's normal in the US and I always end up driving <laughs> yeah, same same here. Whenever I'm out with my girlfriend, she drives stick and, and I can't. So it's a really uh, convenient excuse to not drive. But I really need to learn so that I can, I can drive and, and help out. It's tough too. Like, I mean, I'm trying to teach my boyfriend and it's, 
it's something that you doesn't come easy. I mean, it's a new pedal, you have to shift, and then also you're in a new country, you don't really know how to drive in the city. And Santiago, it's not an easy city to drive in. There's a lot of one ways. There's streets where you can drive in at this hour, but you can't on this hour. The drivers here are a little aggressive. There's a lot of factors to go in and learning here where I could see it being very difficult. Like I'm glad I, I learned in my rural town where I could just feel very relaxed. <laughs> yeah, it would be definitely different learning how to drive somewhere in a big city like here. And I have to ask, in Massachusetts, we have a pretty strict driving test. You have to go to like an auto school. So you take maybe, I think it's about a month and a half. You go once or twice a week and you learn and then you take a test and the test is really easy. It's If you like studied for half an hour, you will pass. But the driving test in Massachusetts is pretty hard. You have to take it with a uh, state trooper. So you have to go with a cop and you drive around and you have to do the three-point turn, the parallel parking, all the, you know, kind of cookie-cutter things in the driving test. But driving with a police officer is pretty stressful. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. In Missouri, is it is it like that or no? No, not quite like that. So I feel like it's easier than that. Okay. For example, when I went for my driver's license, you just have to go and do kind of the, the cookie-cutter testing points that you mentioned. But... It's just with an adult, like uh, someone who is a an instructor, and it's a pretty quick test. The written test is something that, yeah, if you study for a half hour or an hour, you can pass, and you can get your license really easily. So I feel like it's something they give out pretty easily if you can kind of check those boxes and get through. But here in Chile, from what I've heard, the process is pretty difficult to, to get yeah. a, a driver's license here. Have you heard of some of the some of the requirements needed here? Yeah, well, I was first surprised by the lack of people who have driver's license. I think in the U.S. it'd be very rare to find someone that does not know how to drive. Like, almost impossible. I can't even think of a single person. Everyone gets their driver's license. Everyone knows how to drive. I mean, I think a big part of that, too, is in the U.S., public transit isn't as popular. I think if you live in a big city like New York, Boston, you know, like these big cities, you are using public transit, but also everyone owns a car. It's like, oh yeah, I take the metro to work, but you know, I drive to the mountains on the weekends in my car, or I visit my family in my car. A lot of people have cars. It's a very car country where here, a lot of people don't have cars. I mean, it's very rare to find someone, I feel like that lives in Santiago that owns a car, unless they're like high income. Uh, you just assume everyone in the States probably has a car. And that's not really the case here. And like you said, going back to the test, I was talking to a friend. They were telling me the story, I guess, how the driving test was too easy many years ago, that there are people getting in a lot of accidents, so they're like, we have to make it a lot harder. And I think now they made it too hard. So I have a friend whose girlfriend is, you know, in her high 20s that's now trying to get the test and is having to, like, really study. And I'm like, what? Like, the driving test in the U.S., I mean, the physical test is hard, like the driving, the practical, but like the written test, I mean. Yeah, very super easy. Super easy. <laughs> and you've heard from a student that it's like other factors besides the normal. Yeah, even besides just that, I've heard that there's even a reflex or a dexterity test that you have to perform in order to get your license here. You, you have to have certain handles that move within a certain pathway and you can't touch the edges. It's a way to test for your reflexes and how you can move your arms. And 
I was really surprised to hear this because I haven't heard of anything like this existing in, in the U.S. at least. I know, I've never heard of that. I was actually really surprised when I heard from people that the written test was so hard because I've, I've done quite a lot of road trips. And like I said, I'm the only one that can drive. So I've driven a lot. And I feel like people don't really abide by the rules a lot. So when I was like, oh, the test is really hard, you have to really know the rules and everything. And I was like, well, once they pass, they don't apply them. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I'll go to places and there'll be like a stop sign or a red light and just cars will drive through. And I'm like, pretty sure red means stop in all countries. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure that's not allowed here. So hopefully next time we come back, maybe Ian will have learned how to drive standard, maybe. Don't hold your breath, <laughs> but I'll work on it. Well, everyone, thanks again for listening as always. And remember, if you get lost, check out that audio guide and transcript online. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.